the Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Then there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I'm not worthy to untie the thong of a sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes a name just sticks. And so often it's that case, especially when it's a vocational name, a name that sort of describes what it is that you do. And I, I experience this in my life. Quite often when I go into public, I go by Pastor Zach. That's how a lot of people know me. In fact, a few nights ago, we were in Lombard. We were looking at the lights at Lilatia Park. I got a little tug on the end of my coat, and I looked down, and who is it? It's a little face from our child care center downstairs, beaming eyes, looking up, saying, hi, hi, as Grandma quickly pulled him away, like, who is this stranger? You know? <laughs> So sometimes it comes with good and, and sometimes with bad. Uh, my kids call me dad, so I, I go by that. Uh, when I'm on the baseball fields, it's coach, or for a select few, it's Coach Pastor Zach, which is a lot to say all at once, but hey, I'll take it. And the most recent vocational name that I've assumed, and perhaps my favorite one, and I've worked hard for this, is Katie's husband. Now, when I go into public, you're Katie's husband, right? Yes, I am. Thank you very much. See, we all, yes, and we've arrived. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. going to ride those coattails as long as I can. So, what's interesting, the reason I share this is because John, in many ways, knows what this is like, right? John the baptizer, right? Yes, we know that. I think it's a curious name. Why? Well, because first and foremost, he tells us today he's not real good at it. Right? He says, I'm fine, but the one who's really good is coming after me, right? He'll be here very soon. Moreover, I think it's really funny, right? He's asked over and over and over to say something about himself. Who are you? And what he ends up saying is, well, not much, actually. He actually takes 10 opportunities to tell them who he is not. And perhaps I think that has some theological import, right? Because it's not actually about who John is about who John is pointing to. That is the mission here, after all. That is his purpose, as he tells us. I am here to witness and to testify to who he is, to testify to the light, to the word, to the Messiah who is soon to come. But you got to feel, got to feel that frustration on behalf 
of the people who are quizzing him, right? It's like the worst game of guess who in the world, right? They ask, well, are you the Messiah? No. All right, fine. How about Elijah? No. All right, fine. Do you wear uh, camel skins? Yes, okay, good. Uh, do you eat honey and locusts? Good. Ah, you must be a prophet. Uh, no. Right, over and over and over to the point where they're so frustrated, they say, just tell us something. Tell us, what do you have to say about yourself? Tell us, who are you? And he does, kind of, sort of. He finally says, well, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. In other words, he finally says something about himself and he doesn't even use his own words. He falls back onto the words of the prophet. Another curious reality for John here this day, but John understands himself very well. John understands his purpose is to bridge the prophetic past with the future Messiah is soon to arrive. To bridge that sort of always eternal word there at the beginning of time and creation with the word made flesh who was soon also going to join him out in the wilderness. John, for us, our work is the same, to testify, to testify to who God is through our words, to, to point others to God and to witness by our actions. Believe it or not, we've got a word for this in the business. The word is evangelism. Ooh, ooh, I can see it, I can feel it when I said it, right? Evangelism. We don't like that word always. Sometimes I know in the public sphere in our day-to-day -day lives that word has been taken and used maybe in ways we don't agree with or align ourselves with. So much so, in fact, that we find ways to work around it, right? We don't call it evangelism here. We call it outreach. You read our constitution, we no longer have an evangelism committee. We have congregation and community. Ways to work around it. But I have a secret for you. You ready for this one? E-L-C-A. Any guesses what that E stands for? Yeah, I know. I know. It's not everyone is awesome, although I agree with that as well. Evangelical. We are evangelical. We walk in the footsteps of John the evangelist. That's, I think, who John is for us here today. He's John an evangelizer, a much more appropriate title for him. And it's important that we understand the work of evangelism. Evangelism is not about coercing or forcing people to believe your version of who God or the divine might be, but instead it's about living our lives, testifying through word and action who God is to invite people to come and see for themselves who this person is, who the Messiah truly is for us. Notice John's message is not believe or perish, but instead it's much more akin to come and see. Come and see the one who's coming after you. Come and see the light. Come and see the guy who's so much better at baptizing because he brings the spirit. And we need, we need these reminders. Because as it turns out, for many of us, we wouldn't know the Messiah if we were standing next to them. That's actually the case here. John even says it. He says, there is one among you whom you don't even know. He's already here and you don't even realize it. And that's, that's the mystery of our faith. That's the mystery of Advent, the mystery of Christmas, the mystery of incarnation. 
We don't always even understand or acknowledge God is already here. Emmanuel has already arrived because God is revealed to us in unexpected ways. In this time of year, the question we must ask ourselves is where, or when, or how is Emmanuel revealed in, or to, or through us, in our words, in our actions, in our interactions, in our daily life? And I think if we take a moment, we'll begin to see, right? Come and see, we were invited a few weeks ago, how it is that in serving the least of these who serve me, and this time of year, my guess is many of us have done that very thing. Simple actions, right? A few coins or some loose change or dollar bills in the bell ringer's bucket outside of the grocery store. Maybe a few hats and a few scarves to adorn our tree in the cafe to be given to those who don't have the luxury of warmth this cold season. Maybe it's a simple greeting card, a Christmas card, a reminder to somebody that indeed you are thinking of them this time of year. Even more important for those who are unable to find community or find presence with those that they love. Come and see how God is revealed in the form of a child or come and see how Jesus comes to us in the wilderness. Or maybe most importantly, taste and see. Taste and see the liberating work of God's love in bread and wine, broken and poured for all people. We, God's people, experience the fullness of God's liberation when we first acknowledge our own limitations. We are not Elijah. We are not the Messiah. We are not John. We are children of God, drawn ever nearer to God each and every single day, especially in this season of Advent, when candle by candle we lift prayers for God to come close to us, that our despair may give way to hope, that our war may give way to peace, that our, our anguish gives way to joy, or that our hatred give way to liberating love. Sometimes the best way to understand who we are is to first acknowledge who we are not. And then, and only then, will we fully understand who God is. And if we understand who God is, then that allows us to work, to do the work we've been called to do, to share that good news, to evangelize, to go into the world, to invite others to come and to see that God is good. So thanks be to God for drawing near to this, this moment, this day, this group of people now and always. Amen. Amen.